This is the Airport Experience News Podcast. I'm Ramon Lowe, the host of this pod and the publisher of AXN. This is episode 96, and here I speak with Nick Cruz, the CEO of Cruz Hospitality. Of course, as things continue to worsen for the airport concessions industry, I really felt that it was important to speak with Nick to get his perspective uh, as a small business owner navigating these difficult times. Additionally, uh, Nick sits on the board of the Airport Restaurant and Retail Association, so we do touch a bit on the work that that group is doing there. Uh, we did record this over the weekend, and I appreciate him for taking the time to record with me. Also, please uh, hang in at the end of my interview with Nick because I also include my quick chat with Ben Rababi of Cleveland-based United Concessions Group. It was recorded uh, about four or five days ago, and I know things uh, a lot of things have changed since then, but I still want to share my conversation with him, with all of you. Anyway, here is my conversation with Nick Cruz. So I'm here joined by Nick Cruz, at least virtually, because we have to social distance. I'm here with Nick Cruz, the chief executive officer of Cruz Hospitality. Nick, how's it going on this? Uh, on a, we're recording this, of course, on a Sunday, the Lord's Day. Um, but it's just kind of like it's a comment on how important the situation is going. But how are you doing? I'm hanging in there, Ramon. Thank you for the opportunity to talk with you today. Been a, a interesting couple of weeks, to say the least. <laughs> I, I am sure. I'm sure. Um, of course, we're recording this on a Sunday. It is what is today? The, the what is what is it? It's it's a Sunday, the twenty second. And um, knowing full well that by the time this post, and I plan on posting this to, uh, on a Monday, that things could shift significantly. But um, the one the reason why I wanted to have you on uh, is that I really wanted to get your perspective as a small business, as a small ACDE business. Um, navigating this really unprecedented event, this crisis that we're going through right now and uh, giving it, just want to give, have you give me an, uh, I want to give you an opportunity really just to give me some perspective of what you're seeing again as a small business. So really just my first question to you is just, you know, where are you, where's Cruise Hospitality at the moment? Yeah. Thank you, Ramon. Um, you know, we are in this and fighting through these unprecedented times and, I think from a small business perspective, it, it really is the same for a small business as it is a large business, but we just have uh, less operating capital and a smaller balance sheet to have to manage through this. So really since after the AXN conference on March 9th to the 13th, we saw a 25% decline in sales and Cruise Hospitality operates in Atlanta, Dulles, Reagan, and LAX. And then that following weekend, March 14th through the 15th, we saw a 45% decline in sales. March 16th, it was continuing to fall between 60 and 70% decline. And now from the 17th through the 20th and up until today, we're seeing 70, 90% declines in sales. So you can only already imagine how challenging that can be for any company, but especially a small business with you know, limited, limited operating margins to manage through that. And our decline in sales matches a lot of the reported uh, capacity of these airlines and what they're flying at. You know, we don't have actual employment numbers, but reports are saying that they're operating at 20 or 30% capacity uh, compared to previous years. And our sales are matching that. And it's changing, as you said, hour by hour, um, and I think as long as there is ongoing uncertainty around the country, around this pandemic, we're going to continue to see a decline. And it is a challenge. And I hope that 
a lot of the small businesses that are in this industry are going to be able to sustain, but it's taking a lot of tough decisions and strong management uh, and will from operators across the country. I think it's, listen, let's, 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 let's rewind to maybe even three, four months ago. Right. And, uh, I think that might bring, bring us back to November. I interviewed you and Rob for, uh, over a year ago for, you know, it was small business month and we had the conversation. So back in November, I was talking to a number of small businesses as I do. And we all talked about how difficult it is just on a normal day, <laughs> right? When things are just operating right. normally or typically, and you mentioned the, the, the thin, the even thinner operating margins or the margins of error that you guys have. Um, this is really unprecedented, right? I mean, I mean, in the time that you've been in this industry, I mean, we can point to 9-11, which people talk about. We point to the most recent recession, but really this is much deeper than, than those two uh, events, correct? Absolutely. And it, it was like a switch really flipped and, and we don't know where the bottom is. You know, we keep thinking that uh, we see a bottom, but it continues to fall. And it, like I said, it's taken a lot of tough decisions from operators from, and tough conversations that we're having with our team members and with our airport partners. But as the industry, you know, small business, medium-sized business, large business, as concessionaires, airport, restaurant, and retail operators, we have to push through this and, and work together to make sure that we have an industry that is able to thrive when this comes back. Cause I am positive mm-hmm. and hopeful that this will come back. This too shall pass, but we have to assure that when it does pass, there is still a robust amount of small businesses that are able to continue to crank up, hire staff, people provide revenue for the cities, but, and, and there isn't a shrinking in our business. We need to stick together so we can work through this. So let's get, let's get personal a little bit as well as maybe professionally, you know, what's been the most difficult part about, uh, you know, navigating this, this, um, this crisis. I, I know you're putting in the time you guys are up probably like if there were 25 hours in the day, you'd probably be up 25 hours, but you know, what's been the most difficult part of all this? Well, there's, I'll approach it from two directions. There's sure. the macro level and the micro level, right? Mm-hmm. So on a macro level, you know, looking at it, we're under a state of emergency, which was declared by the president. Um, and the public policy right now is focused on the health and safety of our citizens. That's overriding our ability to generate sales. But I understand that, but it is frustrating because we got into this business to drive revenue, to provide services to passengers and perform on these contracts. So from a big picture, that is very frustrating because we have capital invested in every airport. We had plans, strategic plans for this year that we can't execute on and it becomes frustrating, right? On a micro level, you know, the most difficult part of this is having these tough conversations and having to lay off and furlough our team members. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate that over the past 10 years, I've been able to develop an amazing team of passionate dedicated professionals that truly care and it's allowed for us to lean on each other and trust each other during these uncertain times but we are making these tough decisions and having difficult conversations which i know a lot of restaurant and retail operators are doing in our industry and street side um you know fortunately when we're communicating with our team members we come from a place of compassion empathy and 
most of them and all of them actually are understanding these are unprecedented times. Um, so everyone's staying positive because they know that this is a current downturn and it's only temporary. And once things start picking back up, people start traveling again, we'll yes. start ramping our business back up and recalling these team members. But, you know, that is challenging. When you have a small business, you have personal connections with a lot of your team members across the country or in yeah. each market and having to tell them that unfortunately the sales aren't there, the traffic is not there and we're going to have to furlough you or lay you off. It, it's a tough time. It's, it really is challenging. In many instances, I'm sure it's probably a lot of long standing, uh, you know, team members, right. Uh, that have been with you for that might even predate you in some ways. Right. Absolutely. We've had team members that, were part of the company for 15 years. Yeah. You know, that's prior to me being full-time in this industry. So that is tough. I mean, these are truly members of our team and almost uh, members of our family that are member, team, team members that we almost consider family, you know? So it's, it's challenging, man. But we're all in this together and, and, and having these tough conversations and we're going to work through it. So you and I were talking before we, we started recording and, and we're kind of just bemoaning, like, hey, we got to hit the bottom. And it's, you're right. Every time it seems like we're at the bottom, then we keep falling further. And I do believe just like you, once we hit, feel the bottom on our feet, right, we can start swimming back up and we always come out better on the other side, both as a, as a company, as an industry, et cetera. So what do you, is that the way you're looking at things at the moment that there's this great optimism once we come out on the other side? Absolutely. Uh, this is a, a great opportunity for, you know, us as a company and as an industry to evaluate all aspects of our individual companies and our industries and our operating models, right? So that when we come out of the other side of this, we're that much more efficient in delivering these good services, experiences to passengers in employing and being an economic engine for the regions and for generating revenue. So for the local government and uh, in non-aeronautical revenue. So I think this is absolutely a time that we need to just hunker down, sharpen our toolkit so that when we come out of this, we're that much better. So the, the great thing about having a legacy business like yours, you know, you have someone to lean on no more than Mr. Bob Cruz. So I'm sure you, uh, I would love to be a fly in the wall when you guys have those conversations. So obviously more just on the strategy of it. And he has seen some things, right? So he, I'm sure he's got some sage advice for you guys in terms of like how to navigate through this. Absolutely. Um, having regular conversations with both my parents, Bob and Debbie Cruz, with our board of advisors, David Husack, with industry experts that are both on ARRA and um, advisors throughout the space where you have to look at what's occurred in the past when you had a similar situation. As we said, this is absolutely unprecedented, but look back at what occurred at 9-11, what occurred during the last recession, and how was the industry able to bounce back? What did you implement in order to survive that period of time? And what did you implement to be even better when you came out the other side? So absolutely having multiple conversations throughout the day with both of my parents and, and using them as sounding boards um, so that we can obviously navigate this current time and then prepare for that next phase so that we're that much sharper. 
So I love that you mentioned ARRA, and I know you are really, really involved with the association. So I want to give you the opportunity to really talk about um, not just the, your work, but the collaborative work of all those involved and, and, and what, where, where, you, where you guys are at the moment. Absolutely. Um, so I am one of the 11 board members for the Airport Restaurant and Retail Association. The 11 board members uh, are representatives from various companies in the industry. And it's four large companies, two medium-sized companies, two small companies, and three ACDB companies that have representatives that sit on that board. And the company size is determined based off of your annual revenue. Um, all of the board members during this period of time are active participants in leading and determining the direction of the organization. And that's both on an, an administrative level and strategic planning for the organization. And I it's absolutely perfect time that we had already been working on this for about 13 months and have implemented a lot of actions for just prior to this um, pandemic occurring. Um, so we are really working to do multiple things within uh, the industry, specifically one role that I had, and I was fortunate to lead the search committee um, in partnership with Mike Mullaney and Winston Burns and two of our board advisors for our first director. And we knew that our first director, that it was critical to find someone that was well-rounded, understood the nuances and the layers within our industry, had previous experiences uh, working for various airports as an executive director and experience running an association. Yeah. And so we found, we found our first executive director, Rob Wigginton, who is leading the charge for us right now. And ARRA is focused on three key areas. That's collaboration, I would say, education, and advocacy. So collaboration, that's collaborating with the airport community as a whole in our industry. So partnering on innovating the guest experience and driving non-aeronautical revenue. The education portion is working on best practices and resources amongst our members and the industry as a whole. And probably most pertinent at this time is the advocacy um, on a city, state, and national level. And that's advocacy specifically for airport, restaurant, and retail operators in the space. Excellent. And I know you're, you've been on <laughs> many calls since then, I'm sure. And, I'm just, and, and uh, I know Rob a little bit. I remember uh, meeting him when he was in Houston, I believe, right? He was at, at the Houston Airport Systems prior to, to Nashville. Um, so that's a great selection. Great selection. Absolutely. And, and it was a, we had a, a, a strong list of candidates and Rob just really stood out. One, one thing, uh, you know, we knew that it was critical um, to find someone that could work with airport operators. You know, we tend to be competitive, opinionated, passionate individuals. Mm -hmm. So we needed an executive director that not only shared that passion for the industry, but had the right temperament to be able to work with our board and our members uh, to lead the organization and execute the board and the membership strategic initiatives and, and Rob is that perfect person for us. So the work with ARRA, it's great. And I love how you mentioned the advocacy part. Um, what are some of the things uh, I guess that ARRA is working on maybe in terms of reach into the federal level to kind of help bring some relief to our industry? 
So ARRA is, are actively working with AMAC, AAAE, ACI to advocate in Washington, D.C. for federal government support and intervention in our, in our industry. And that's support not just for the airports, but specifically for airport operators. You know, this, as I've said multiple times, is unprecedented. And without some sort of support or intervention, we could lose up to 50% of airport operators in the space. And that's small, medium, and large companies. And more specifically, the advocacy that we're seeking is financial support um, for the Aviation Relief Program Bill and looking for rent abatement for our, our operators that are in the space, um, waiving fees or any other imposition of penalties, you know, suspending capital investments, whether it's initial or midterm refurbishments without penalties, and pro- providing that flexibility to the airports in their bonding so that they can provide flexibility to us to change our hours, whether it's closing locations on a temporary basis so that it can align with the passenger flows and demands that are in that terminal. But we really need for this bill that's coming out to support airports on their capital programs so that they can continue with their infrastructure programs and their bonding. And then also specifically need support for the individual operators that are in this space. And that's, you know, rent abatement, as I said, that's no interest loans to support their operating costs or capital improvements and gearing back up. Um, and so this is critical time that we need the support of the federal government and all of our members to contact their local representatives, ver- vocalize what is going on in our space and how we are large economic generators in each market. Um, just for example, I, just, I, I had to look these statistics up the other day. LAX alone generates 620,000 jobs in Southern California. Wow. That, that, just think about that number. And, and that labor income is $37 plus billion of wow. economic output. Like yeah. that is a huge number. And so we, we need this. And that's just one airport. So if you look industry-wide, we need this support because, you know, we employ hundreds of thousands of people across the country, specifically in the, as airport restaurant and retail operators. So I just, I implore all of our people that are listening to contact their local representatives to get support in these upcoming bills so that we can um, continue to make it through these challenging times and come out even better after this. Yeah. Just to piggyback on that, you know, it's not just about um, getting people back to flying, right. And, and having, and giving them opportunity to travel, et cetera. I mean, we, airports are such gateways to so much commerce. And then, and like you said, at the same time, LAX is a huge employer and a huge economic driver, um, alone. So if you multiply that by, let's say even 50, 50 major, uh, you know, and there are more major airports out there, but like at least by 50, that's just, just a huge chunk or impact um, on our economy, just, just, uh, you know, the passage of this bill alone. So, um, it's important. And I think a lot of people that I've spoken to, oh, you know, we, I guess the, we keep comparing things to nine 11, which is great. And to me, at least there were parts of nine 11 where we could still operate as a society. Right. I mean, I, I didn't, nobody wanted to fly for a while, but at least I can go out and get something to eat at a restaurant here. Everything is completely immobilized or for the most part, we're limiting movement and it's impacting uh, so many things. Um, 
it, it, I guess I, I echo your sentiment that this is a very, very um, important bill to kind of get passed through. So, um, but Absolutely. before I let you go, Nick, and again, thanks for taking the time to speak with me here on the weekend. Um, I, I want you, I want to give you the opportunity to leave us or take us out. Um, just give us a note of uh, positivity, right? Cause I'm looking at this now and seeing, okay, I wasn't here for nine 11, but I was here for the most recent recession. I've seen mergers, uh, and acquisitions on, on many sides, the operator side and even on the carrier side. Um, a lot of folks are new to this industry on the airport side, maybe in, in, um, on the operator side, even on the brands are probably saying, okay, well, it, uh, airports, is this where I really want to be? I mean, would love for you to kind of like uh, advocate and, and, and stump a little bit for, for our industry. Absolutely. This is, you know, as I've said multiple times, unprecedented times, but the industry, when passengers come, start traveling again, and it ramps up, I have absolute faith in know that we will be back to generating record revenues, pushing more passengers through the terminals, creating better experiences uh, as we move forward. But I do think that this is a time to step back because things are slower to study our history, our recent history in this business, and understand what are the key areas that we need to improve and what, and what are our goals to make sure that they're properly aligned. I think over these years, we've seen you know, capital costs continue to increase, rents continue to climb, and that's been based on the assumption that traffic will always continue to increase and revenue will always continue to increase. <clears throat> yes, that will occur, but we have to take this moment to understand and align our priorities. And I think if I had to look at our priorities within this business, it's, I would probably put them in to, you know, one, providing amazing experiences and goods and services to the traveling public through our restaurants and retail locations. I think the second thing is the focus of being that economic engine in the regions that we operate in the form of providing meaningful jobs and labor and income to that region. And then the last or the third thing would be as generating revenue for that state and local government and non-aeronautical revenue. And I think if we align our coming out of this to focus on those three areas in that order, that we will be a better industry overall and continue to grow together and generate amazing revenues, experience, and employ so many people and create that next level of hospitality entrepreneurs in our space. I'm really excited about it. It is tough times, but I trust that through our communication, partnership, education, advocacy, we will get through this and we'll look back and this will be a small blimp on the radar in our overall history as airport restaurant retail operators. I absolutely still love this industry. I'm passionate about it. You know, uh, everyone is calling me saying, man, this has to be tough times. Yes, it is tough, but I have not lost any faith in my company and in our industry. I'm looking forward to still making our two years, five year, 10 year plans and executing on those. We've got to navigate this period of time, but I am extremely excited about the future of our business. I know we're going to come out of this and be even stronger, but it's going to take some tough decisions and advocacy and, and support of each other and partnership with our cities and our brand partners and our team members to, to continue to work through this and come out even better than before. Excellent. Well, 
Nick, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak with me and uh, best of luck. And we will be in touch. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Ramon. Looking forward to, to talking with you more and, and to working through all this. Thank you to Nick Cruz of Cruz Hospitality for taking time to speak with me. And now my conversation with Ben Rababi of United Concessions Group. So I'm here with Ben Rababi, the vice president of United Concessions Group. Ben, how's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good, Ramon. Thanks for calling. All right. So I'm having you on. I'm interviewing uh, many small businesses throughout the industry, just trying to get their take, obviously, in light of um, the impact of COVID-19 on the industry and uh, you know, just, just the whole thing that we're going through at the moment. And really want to spotlight what you as a small business are seeing. So I guess first and foremost, um, where is your business now? Like, what are you seeing and where are you with it? So, and, and it changes hour by hour, minute by minute. I mean, even though I'm on this call, I'm still looking at my phone, making sure we didn't get closed down. But for right now, we have two restaurants in Cleveland. One of them is closed down. It's a full service sit-down bar silent. And we couldn't sell alcohol anymore because the, the governor had uh, banned dining, eating, dining, dining. So everything was takeout. We tried it for a day and a half, two days, and it just wasn't worth it. it. wasn't enough demand for it, and we kept the Chick Fil A open. The Chick Fil A's, uh, you know, served about five, six hundred customers yesterday. Contract to do about the same today. So there's still people out there, and we gotta, you know, continue to try to serve them as much as possible. So, how much have you seen uh, of your business kind of like drop uh, in the last? I mean, should we say even week, or should we take it last three days, or? Sure, close to 70% and, and, you know, just the one that's remained open. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and the other one, obviously, 100%. We, you know, we have 40 yeah. some employees had to go on unemployment, you know, laid off when the restaurant closed. Um, this is unprecedented, right? I mean, I know you and I have been this, uh, well, I wasn't in this industry, you know, during 9-11, but I know those are the two, 9-11 and the most recent recession are the two, I guess, um, events that uh, folks are always pointing towards, uh, you know, within this industry as far as like a comp. And this, this to me feels uh, much more dire than those instances. So just want to get your take on comparing this uh, to, to other events. This is, uh, it's just, this this time I think it's more, you know, there's a lot more hysteria and there's a lot more of people who are genuinely fearful right now. And before it was like everyone saw what happened. This is still, it's, it's almost feels like it's coming at a slow motion mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do to get out of the way. And it's, you know, we still don't know the full effects of it and it's changing day by day. Uh, but I think it's, you know, these are the opportunities that we have in the service industry to offer hospitality. Very similar to how we need doctors and nurses. We need people to serve you food and we need people to, you know, take care of the travelers when they're there. Nothing's changed there. We continue to, you know, do it. We've had a lot of people voluntarily want to take unemployment to care for elderly or to, to do anything, uh, you know, just to stay home because they're fearful. I mean, we had a TSA agent recently, was confirmed to have the coronavirus and it, and it caused a lot of people instantly to not want to be there anymore. And we understand that we have to be sensitive to it. So it's, you know, we're all in this together 
And, you know, I, I feel like we're going to get out of it. I mean, people are happy that you're there. People are happy to see you there. I mean, you know, not a lot of restaurants are open still in the airport. And, you know, we don't we don't know what's going to happen from one, day to, from one shift to the next. And we're trying to order based on every day, make an order if we need it. So are you taking the approach then that um, we just got to write this out and hopefully we can outlive or the businesses can pretty much outlive the, any of the strain that, the, that they're feeling at, at this point. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, there is no choice we really. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. You got to play the hand. This is going to last and how long it's going to continue. You know, we're very, we're very fortunate when we're not overextended, but there's a lot of people who have a lot of debt and they're going to go into liquidity problems real fast. And, you know, this, it's not going to be possible for everybody to survive this. No, it's true. But, um, but you're right. I, I agree with you where there's going to be an end and, and we're going to definitely come out of this stronger, wiser, et cetera. You know, would love to know from your perspective um, when we do come out of it, what is, I guess, what would you probably take away in changing maybe some parts of your business? You know, what have you learned? And then what do you think as far as maybe the industry? changing sure i'll tell you you know i mean it's everybody's under the same guidelines chick-fil-a has been great to supply us with the right information not too much information because right now there's so much going there's so much going on i mean we get restaurant uh restaurant news all the time and then you get another one it's totally completely different so you know we're everything's been heightened we got timers now we wash our hands every 20 minutes and everybody does it whoever's in the restaurant at the time right when you walk in you have to do so a lot of things, you know, are, are following the serve safe guidelines and continue to, to, to understand and, and underscore the importance of those. But I think going forward, it's changed a lot of people. I mean, we're not going to go back to, you know, how it was before. People are going to be a lot more cognizant. And I do feel like it's going to help the Apple Pays and the Google Pays and things mm -hmm. like that, where people, they want to hold on to their phone. They'll scan, they'll get a menu, they'll look at the menu on their phone, they'll pay for it on their phone. And then that's it. They don't touch anything. There's no more. I think there's going to be a heightened, uh, a heightened concern about, you know, just money, cash. Really, is a big one that I I see for our restaurant. Excellent. Well, Ben, I know uh, I called you on short notice, <laughs> but uh, really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. No, always a pleasure, and it's great to uh, to hear what other other colleagues are doing, and you know, everyone's safety is obviously first and foremost for everybody. So. We hope that, you know, once this subdues, we can look at it rebounding. And I do think it's going to rebound fast, a lot faster than, you know, having real underlining issues in your business. I mean, this is something that just came out of nowhere, just happened. We were humming along. I think the whole industry was humming along. Great, great growth, great, you know, traffic numbers. And a lot of stuff. So I think people are going to still travel. The world's not going to end. And I do feel like, you know, when this is over in a few months or maybe, six months, maybe a year, it's gonna, we're all going to be a lot stronger at the end.